Freddie's mother. Nursing made me hungry and exhausted, and after a day of his crying, I was sure he was no more ready to be my child than I was prepared to be his mother. I was little help to my husband, who had a new and difficult job of his own. He returned for lunch every day, often to fry his own slice of ham. Then he would put a clean diaper over his shoulder and take Freddy from my arms. The baby, who seemed to notice this change, would stop crying for a blessed few minutes, reinforcing my fear that I was bad for him. If he started to fuss again, Barlow would fetch Freddy's bonnet and carry him outside, leaving me too frazzled to protest but selfishly pleased by the sudden stillness in the house. I missed the quiet mornings we'd shared before Freddy's birth. I worried I might come to resent them both. Advice from my friends did not help. Nay, Rose, it's okay to let the baby cry, Luzanna said, but only once, for she was not a nag. My stepdaughter, Wanda, didn't mind being a nag. Ma, Leave him be. He'll get tired of crying. Put that baby down. You're keeping him awake. In my estimation, Wanda did not give enough attention to her own boy, Otis, now going on three and forever exploring and toppling everything he could reach. I tried not to depend too much on Luzanna, who supported her family by doing chores for others like cleaning and taking in washing. Think how sad you'll be when Freddy leaves for his first day of school, she said. Imagine him, grown up, an important man. None of my kids think they need me anymore. Sometimes it makes me sad. I thought I could manage better if I were younger. You took care of hundreds of babies in the orphanage, Wanda said. Luzanna thought that might be my trouble. You just know too much. It's best to have your first when you're young and ignorant of all the bad that could happen. I could not pretend to know more about bad times than Luzanna. When we'd met, she and her children had been starving. As a partner in the Winkler mine, my husband had his own set of challenges. But with me, he shared only his concerns for our family— he had a special worry for Glory, who'd grown up in his home, the adopted daughter of his sister. Like a father, Barlow wanted to see Glory well and safely married, but to his mind she was in danger of ruining herself by being the friend of Virgie White. Glory was the youngest in my circle of friends. Unlike the rest of us, she'd finished high school, and she'd also studied art for a year in Richmond— she seemed an odd companion for Virgie, who was at least ten years older, a widow, poorly educated, and, by most standards, less than respectable. Barlow had difficulty restraining himself when Glory rented a room in Virgie's house. She should be with us, he said. I'll find some way to finish a room for her. I was proud of Glory, who'd grown from a neglected infant into an accomplished woman. For Barlow's sake, I tried to explain away her reluctance to live with us. 
I see no sign of her following Virgie's ways. It's Virgie's dressmaking and fashion sense she admires. I think they plan and sew every hour of the day. I didn't tell him that Luzanna said Glory and Virgie were as confident and ambitious as men. I also didn't tell him that behind Virgie's back, Wanda called her the Black Widow. For all I knew, she said it to her face, too. That summer, Luzanna shared her fears for her elder daughter. May Rose almost got me beside myself she said, coming into my kitchen on an ordinary, sweaty morning with a stack of clean diapers. She spoke softly, looking about for Freddy, who was usually fussing in my arms. I immediately worried, too, because Alma was not the kind of girl to give trouble—